Welcome to the official podcast of Oklahoma Next Gen Leaders. This podcast exists to empower the next generation of leaders through intentional mentorship. In this episode, we will be hearing from Stephanie Sharp. Now, before we get into this episode, there's a few things that I want you to do. I want to invite you to subscribe to this podcast wherever it is that you listen and make sure to follow us on social media. This way you can stay up to date on fresh content and brand new episodes. In addition to being Pastor Jason Sharp's wife, Stephanie is the mother of four awesome kids, Gentry, Caleb, Phoebe, and Judah. Stephanie and her husband have been in ministry for 22 years, and they pastor a church that is focused on excellence in the Oklahoma City area. In this episode, Stephanie will be talking about how vision is vital to shaping your future. You're going to want to pause whatever it is that you're doing and pay attention because this is going to be good. So let's jump right in. Well, hello, Oklahoma Next Gen. I hope y'all are having a great day today. I am just so excited to be a part of this movement in the Oklahoma District with you all. If you haven't made it to a Next Gen meeting yet, you need to be at the spring session on March 28th. Every Next Gen meeting that we've had has been such an encouragement to me. The word that's been spoken at each meeting has been so timely. I feel very humbled and honored to be on this podcast today. Um, I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to the last three podcasts yet, but you owe it to yourself to listen to them. In fact, stop right now and start from the beginning. No, seriously, they have been amazing. I'd like to say a big thank you to Pastor and Sister Hughes for your awesome leadership of these meetings and to the Next Gen Committee, my friends. Thank you for your passion to see revival in Oklahoma. Y'all are about as organic as you can get. (laughs) That's just a little inside joke for them there. But in all seriousness, thank y'all for challenging me to grow. Okay, let's get started on this podcast. I don't know about you guys, but the book of Proverbs has to be one of my favorite books of all time. Um, I can't ever read it without gaining something insightful in the process. I'd like to read a scripture from Proverbs 29, it's verse 18. It says, Where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Um, The ESV translates it like this, Where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. That prophetic vision is spoken word. It's a word of revelation. And this word can come from scripture. Um, It can come from your pastor or ministry. It can come directly from God while in prayer. The most important thing, though, is that we keep that word in our heart and never lose sight of it. Um, If you would, just let me tell you my story for just a moment. Um, I grew up in a godly home. My parents were always involved in the church, uh, doing whatever they could to serve. I remember as a child going to cleaning days 
and choir practice days and work days and peanut brittle making days. Does anybody else remember those days? (laughs) And the list just goes on. I loved being around the church. It was my safe place. If my family ever missed a service, I felt like my whole day or my week was ruined. Um, I can still remember getting the Holy Ghost at five years old and how different everything around me seemed. I went to my kindergarten class that next day, and immediately I knew I was different from the rest of my class. And it wasn't just in how I dressed or how long my hair was. That never seemed to really make a difference at that age. But I knew that I was a completely different person the morning after I received the Holy Ghost. And as I grew a little older, the atmosphere in my home changed. Um, My dad made the decision to quit attending church. And so my mom, my brother, and I were left to attend on our own. And then my sister as well after she was born. My mom had to make the choice to live for God and lead her children regardless of her circumstances, and I praise God that she did. And eventually, I had to start making that same decision for myself as well. I had to decide to read my Bible and to pray on my own. I had to get my own personal relationship with God. As a young child, I loved ministry. I loved serving. I couldn't wait to be old enough to sing and play in service. I could feel God pulling me in the direction of ministry at a really early age. Um, During my teenage years, God was my refuge. Um, My mom, she was one of my closest friends, and she always encouraged me to lean on the Lord and to keep my heart right. I dealt with a lot of confusion hurtful, painful words, um, bitterness and anger in my relationship with my dad. My self-esteem really suffered. But even though I knew I wasn't perfect and that I didn't have it all together, I trusted God to get me through those difficult times. My heart's desire was just to be used by Him. I felt this drawing towards working in the kingdom Uh, I taught several teenage girls Bible studies. I taught a Bible study in my school. I brought my classmates to church as much as I could. I was trying to do everything I could to just serve. In my heart, I knew that I was called to something beyond college and a career. My desire was to just have a family and to be a pastor's wife. That was it. And I had no idea how that was going to happen, but I just felt it so strongly that it was going to happen. Um, Also during my teenage years, the Lord spoke to me very clearly about who my husband would be. And at that time, I didn't even like him. (laughs) But how that all changed very quickly. His name was Jason Sharp, and... We started dating not long after that, and six years later, he finally heard the voice of God, and we got married. I was also, I was working full-time as the church secretary and leading the music department during this time, and my desire to have a husband, a home, a family, 
to be involved in ministry was beginning to be fulfilled. I could see that. Um, during our marriage, we both agreed that we wanted four children, and I wanted them all by the time I turned 30. So after we had our second son, Caleb, I found out that I had a large tumor on my uterus. Um, my doctor asked me if I wanted more children, and of course I did. So he told me they would just monitor me until I was done having babies. And so my husband and I, we prayed over that tumor. I believed God could completely remove it, and I trusted him to take care of any future pregnancies. I did remind him that I wanted two more babies by 30. And you know what? I went on to safely carry and deliver two more healthy babies. And by the age of 30, I had my four children. I believe that God protected me throughout all of that. My children are miracles because not long after we had our fourth baby, little Judah, my doctor told me I needed a hysterectomy. And so I had the surgery. Everything went fine, um, which I am so grateful for. Could God have removed that tumor? Of course. Why didn't he? I don't know. But I know that he knew the desires of my heart, and he allowed them to come to pass, and he kept me safe through all of that. Also during this time, my husband was transitioning um, to becoming the pastor at Calvary in Dell City, and it has been and continues to be a growing learning process for the both of us. But I know that it's exactly where God wants me. I know that I'm in the perfect will of God because so many years ago, I had a vision. I had a desire. And I began to pray that vision and that desire. I saw it. I spoke it. I believed it. I also had a vision to see my dad restored in the church. And he walked back in on a Sunday morning, and the message that day uh, was on the prodigal son. And God met my dad there at the altar. It was an amazing service, an amazing moment. But I just, I want to encourage some young woman or some young man that's listening to this podcast. Where you come from, it, it doesn't matter. Who your parents are doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what kind of education you receive or how much education you receive. It doesn't matter what color you are, how much money you do or don't have, how pretty or how handsome you are. It doesn't even matter if you're fifth generation Pentecost or first generation. All that matters is that you get a word from God and that you hang on to it until you're consumed with it, until it becomes a part of you. And then you declare that word every day until it's impossible for you to believe anything else. We have to come to this realization that God loves us and he's for us and that he has a plan for our lives. Jeremiah 29 and 11, I'm sure we can all quote it, says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. I, I like the way the ESV says it. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope.
Isaiah 55, 8-11 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be, that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. I believe that God has given each one of you a vision. You have seen yourself doing something in His kingdom. You need to declare that vision every day and keep it at the forefront of your mind. I think sometimes we we think visions are only for people like Brother Martin or or Brother Stone King. We can convince ourselves that we aren't able to see visions with all kinds of excuses. But you know what? A vision can be as simple as you go to prayer, and while you're praying, you see yourself doing something for God. Um, here's an example. A couple of years ago, I was at, because of the times, I was sitting in my chair during the altar service, and I leaned forward to pray, and when I closed my eyes, I instantly saw myself sitting in my van with my children in a grocery store parking lot, and I was telling my kids that we were going to pray that God would lead us to hungry people in that store. See, I had been praying that whole conference for direction as a mother. I truly needed help in teaching my children about serving Him. And God gave me that vision. And when He did, I knew the direction that I needed to go, and I knew what actions I needed to take. Visions, they're not this out-of-body experience. They usually aren't this out-of-body experience. God will show us these things, and it's our responsibility to tuck them away in our heart and make the right decisions to get us where He wants us to go. We can't ever lose sight of that vision. We can't let distractions get in the way of our God-given vision. My husband preached a message, and he shared this story, and, and I would like to share it with you all because it just fits here. You've probably heard the story of Aaron Ralston. Um, on April 26, 2003, he was canyoneering alone in Utah. And while he was descending the lower stretches of the Slot Canyon, a suspended boulder became dislodged while he was climbing down from it. The rock smashed his left hand and then crushed his right hand against the canyon wall. Ralston had not informed anyone of his hiking plans, nor did he have any way to call for help. Assuming that he would die without intervention, he spent five days slowly sipping his small amount of remaining water and slowly eating his two burritos while repeatedly trying to extricate his arm. His efforts were futile as he was unable to free his arm from the 800-pound boulder. After three days of trying to lift and break the boulder, the dehydrated and delirious Ralston prepared to amputate his trapped arm in order to escape. He realized on the fourth day that in order to free his arm, he would have to cut through the bones, and the tools that he had weren't sufficient enough for the job. After running out of food and water, he carved his name, date of birth, and presumed date of death into the sandstone canyon wall 
and videotaped his last goodbyes to his family. He did not expect to survive the night, but as he attempted to stay warm, he began hallucinating, and then he had a vision of himself playing with a future child while missing part of his right arm. At dawn the next morning, Ralston woke up with a will to live. The story continues on um, with Ralston actually amputating his own arm with a pocket knife, freeing himself, and then getting out of the canyon to safety. And Ralston later goes on to credit that vision as giving him the belief that he would live. It's absolutely amazing what one vision can do for us. We can't let our surrounding circumstances keep us from attaining the vision. Sometimes it may require us to cut something off. We might have to do some spiritual amputation, but that's okay because God has a perfect plan for our lives. I like that verse in Isaiah 55, 11. It says, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. We have got to take hold of that word, that prophetic word, the vision, and declare it. Remember that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Remember that God loves you with an everlasting love. And most importantly, remember the visions that He has given you every day. Declare those things and speak those things and believe those things. I love you all, and I am so excited to be on this journey together with you guys. I truly mean that. May the blessings of the Lord rest upon you all today. Thank you for listening to this episode. In our next episode, we will be hearing from Pastor Shane Cheek from Owasso, Oklahoma. You won't want to miss out on his crazy passion and super fun personality. Make sure to follow us on social, subscribe to the podcast, and leave a positive five-star review wherever it is that you listen so we can reach more people.